Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting, they can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So, press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1098. A chemistry trick to make healthy habits way easier by Dominique Alessi of dominicalessi.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Hey, welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I act as your narrator of the best health and fitness blogs covering fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and lots more. And then on Fridays, I answer your questions right here on the show. Now, the title of this article really intrigued me. I appreciate chemistry now, but not so much when I was an undergraduate student. I actually failed general chemistry during my very first term in college. Luckily, after that, I found some wonderful and talented teachers that helped turn my chemistry failures into successes, so much so that I was able to get through graduate-level biochemistry courses. Now, I promise this is not supposed to be a humble brag, but instead, to tell you that no matter how you feel about chemistry, today's post is fascinating. Again, chemistry for me was a sore spot and I would immediately tune out anything related to chemistry. And in fact, I wish I had today's author, Dominique, as my instructor, because she explains the concept so perfectly. Even the undergraduate version of me would have been able to understand it. And so with that, let's get right to today's post and continue optimizing your life. A Chemistry Trick to Make Healthy Habits Way Easier by Dominique Alessi of dominicalessi.com. Humans are suckers for convenience. I was once working on an effort to minimize consumption of single-use plastic water bottles. The company I was at was pretty eco-friendly and they offered free, reusable bottles to employees. All you had to do was pick up a clean bottle, fill it using one of the many water refill stations scattered throughout the building, and then return it at the end of the day to be washed and disinfected for the next user. Despite this offering, people still opted for traditional single-use bottles. Why? Convenience. While other reasons were at play, convenience was by far the primary motivation for picking up a single-use water bottle. Using a reusable bottle took an additional 10 seconds to fill, 
and that was enough of an inconvenience to become a major blocker for behavior change. If I wanted employees to act more sustainably, the key was not to remind them of the importance of reusable bottles, but rather to make the environmentally friendly choice the convenient choice. For example, to pre-fill the reusable bottles and perhaps to place them in front of the traditional bottles, making the latter the more inconvenient option. This observation reminds me of a concept in chemistry called activation energy. Simply put, the activation energy is the amount of energy required to make a chemical reaction occur, basically to make the reactants turn into products or to get from point A to point B. Once enough energy is put into the system, the reaction happens easily. If the energy requirement is not met, nothing will happen. But there's a handy little trick that chemists use to circumvent the need to supply a large amount of energy. They decrease the activation energy by using a catalyst. The catalyst can be one of many things, but the takeaway is that using a catalyst reduces the amount of energy needed to make the reaction happen. In the realm of behavior change, the same idea applies. When I was working on the water bottle project, I was trying to get people to change from using pre-filled bottles to using reusable ones. This change required an input of 10 seconds to make happen. While one approach could have been to try to inspire that 10-second investment through education, impassioned speeches, or guilt-tripping, a far easier and more effective approach was to remove the 10-second requirement entirely. Basically, to lower the activation energy to virtually nothing. In short, when we're trying to get ourselves to adopt a healthy habit, there's a certain amount of activation energy required. And we can either A, try to meet that energy requirement via inspiration, passion, or sheer willpower, or B, lower, if not entirely remove, the energy barrier. While I'm all for cultivating drive and strengthening willpower, the latter is generally an easier approach. Why try to overcome barriers when you can simply remove them? Now, there are two components to consider when trying to lower the activation energy for a particular change you're trying to make. One, identify the blocker. That little hill that is standing in the way between where you are now and where you wanna be. That hill that necessitates activation energy to move past, but when overcome, makes everything else so much easier. As an example, if you're trying to work out more, you might find that the most challenging part is just getting to the gym, or let's be real, getting off the couch. And two, identify the catalyst or catalysts. These are the things or strategies that will lower the activation energy for the desired change. Continuing with the I want to work out more example, you might consider building your workout habit at home before moving to the gym. Now, based on my own observations, these are some of the most common blockers, as well as example catalysts to lower the activation energy required to overcome them. One, inconvenience, or the need to expend energy. Instead, make things convenient. Choose a gym that's close to you. Get exercise equipment for your home. Sleep in comfy workout clothes so you're ready to go in the morning. Leverage inertia. If you get up to use the bathroom, do a few squats before sitting down again. Make alternatives inconvenient. Put a bunch of stuff on your desk chair so that it's easier to stand rather than to sit. Two, discomfort or pain, physical or emotional. Instead, Make it fun. Find a type of exercise you genuinely enjoy. 
minimize the duration of the discomfort or pain. Start with just 10 minutes of low-intensity exercise, then slowly ramp up in both duration and intensity. Three, fear. Fear of judgment, fear of failure, fear of the unknown, fear of feeling overwhelmed. So instead, focus on baby steps. Break down your 30 minutes of daily exercise goal into three 10-minute chunks throughout the day. Prioritize the habit over the goal. Build a consistent daily exercise habit, even if it's only a few minutes per day before ramping things up. You can also reframe. Reframe negative thoughts in a positive way. For example, instead of saying, I have to work out, say, I get to work out. Instead of saying, I exercise because I hate my body, how about, I exercise because I respect my body? What if you say, I'm just not a fitness person? Instead, say, I care about my health and well-being. And do the work. Read books, talk to friends, try therapy. Do what you need to do to work through insecurities and build up your confidence and courage to try new, challenging things. By minimizing the activation energy required for a particular habit, you make it much easier to act and thus to cultivate the person you wanna be. And the beautiful thing about action is that it propels more action. After working out once and hopefully noticing some of the immediate benefits, assuming you don't completely overdo it to the point of, I can't even lift my water bottle soreness, working out the next day should feel easier. Surely, this idea of activation energy isn't enough to fully describe why we do or don't do things. But I hope this analogy helps you observe your behaviors and challenges in a new, productive way. You just listened to the post titled, A Chemistry Trick to Make Healthy Habits Way Easier by Dominique Alessi of dominiquealessi.com. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. See, now you know why I would have preferred Dominique as opposed to some of my other chemistry professors in college. But to continue with her analogy, let's say there's a hill standing in your way, a hill that's blocking you from achieving your goal of being the best version of yourself. We may need to think about a way to demolish that hill. It would make things so much easier. As opposed to finding ways around that huge obstacle, what if we got rid of it altogether? As Dominique mentioned, this doesn't have to be a monumental task. This can be relatively easy with quick fixes. Make the behavior you want to perform convenient. Make the behaviors you want to perform less frequently inconvenient. Do you have a habit of snacking on not-so-nutritious foods? Instead of trying to stop the snacking behavior completely, it may be easier to snack on more nutritious foods instead. So to make this easier, place nutritious snack foods in plain sight as a constant reminder. To make snacking on not-so-nutritious foods more difficult, place these foods on the back of the top shelf in your pantry. Now, you may be wondering, is that really gonna work? I mean, it's not that difficult for me to grab a chair or a step stool and find those cookies on the top shelf. Ah, but remember what Dominique discovered about reusable water bottles? Just 10 seconds of extra work was enough to change people's behavior. And in fact, multiple studies examining human behavior have found the exact same thing to be true. You'll find that when the snack craving comes around again and you're looking for something to eat, getting out the step stool and digging around the top shelf of the pantry to find those cookies feels like a monumental hurdle. It'll feel like too much work. Instead, those nutritious foods you placed on the countertop will start looking pretty darn appetizing and really convenient. 
And as a result, you may find yourself grabbing that apple instead of that cookie. All right, that'll do it for me for today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Friday Q&A and where your optimal life awaits.